You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Back in the 1960s, there was growing concern across America about pollution of our air, land, and water. And to solve the problem, laws were passed and things improved. But today, some say governmental oversight's no longer working, and it should be up to everyday citizens to take charge of the situation. Well, to discuss this, we're joined by Brent Hagland. He's president of Wisconsin-based Sand County Foundation, an international conservation organization. Brent, welcome to InfoTrack. It's my pleasure, Chris. Brent, you use the phrase environmental nanny to describe experts in government and elsewhere who oversee our air, land, and water. Why do you feel they're doing a bad job managing the environment? The bad job comes from several sources, but not from a desire to do bad by the environment or by the people whose lives they're regulating. Instead, what it comes from is overreaching, is putting too much heavy hand of government into situations where government tools are inappropriate for the job, and creating a sense of resentment on the part of people who are regulated without building their own sense of responsibility, and it doesn't build the kind of partnerships that are needed to make the environment better. What you're saying is that we should take things into our own hands. How do we go about doing that? Worldwide, there are places already where the environment is better because citizens work together either at the private level or with government agencies who did give them a helping hand, not a handout. And we have cases such as in Wisconsin, the Baraboo River, where citizens, dam owners, and others join together with several government agencies, including the Fish and Wildlife Service, to improve public safety, improve water quality, take away some of the burdens on local governments that unsafe dams represented, and bring back a healthy fishery. In Africa, we developed case studies in Tanzania, even in places like Zimbabwe, where communal and private landowners, given half a chance, give wildlife an opportunity to thrive. Are people a little bit fed up with all the environmental regulations? You know, the things like the spotted owl and all those types of issues have almost become a joke with many people because it feels like there's almost a fanatic kind of control over certain environmental issues and not maybe others that affect us more directly. You've hit on an important point, and that is that a number of people are taking the ceiling and building it bigger than it should be that the environmentalists are out to get them or the government agents are out to get them. We have the case where something like the spotted owl, in fact, becomes, as you said, a cartoon figure or a joke. So we've got people who are developing an unfortunate and unnecessary antipathy to environmental improvement. The other thing that we see right now is the opposite of that, and that is that a number of environmentalists, people who have been in the trenches, lobbying, working really hard, sincere, no doubt, but they've come to a level of despair, which we all see as nihilistic, and that is that they've said that environmentalism is finished, it's done. People have said that in essays that were debated last year, environmentalism is dead. Well, environmentalism is not dead, nor is environmentalism something to be feared. And in your book, you have what you call rules of green thumb to uh, perhaps get involved in your own hometown, and I wondered if you could just touch on that for folks who are listening. 
we need to ask ourselves, what is it that we can do for ourselves? What are our own rules of, as you put it, the green thumb rules? Um, we give an example that I think is kind of charming, and it has to do with an endangered species called the Louisiana black bear. The folks who came together in the Black Bear Conservation Committee developed what they call the Southern Rules of Engagement. So in a way, these are green thumb rules appropriate to helping landowners want the threatened Louisiana black bear onto their property. And one of the rules is putting the institutional two-by-four at the door and not bringing it into the meeting. Well, the book is Hands-On Environmentalism, Brent Hagland and Thomas Still. And Brent, as we wrap this up, for those who are listening and want to get involved somehow and perhaps, you know, make the air, water, uh, land cleaner, what can they do? What message can you leave them with to uh, take steps other than getting your book, of course? There's a message of hope. The message I want to leave people with is one that says that environmentalism is not dead, but at the local level, particularly where it's led by landowners, it's thriving. Brent Hagland, co-author with Tom Still of Hands-On Environmentalism. We really appreciate you joining us today on InfoTrack. Chris, it's been my pleasure, and I thank you for the call. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.